What's up, you guys? <clears throat> What's up, you guys? This is Shock and Rock. And I'm coming to you live to do a quick video about the black community being under attack. So I'm going to share a clip with you guys and I'm going to react to it. Okay. So let me pull the clip up. in recent weeks. News for Jack's reporter Kelly Wiley was on the west side as state workers tried to help register people to get the shot. This is the second time outreach teams have come into this neighborhood, knocking door to door, trying to register people for the vaccine. They returned because now more people are eligible to get a shot. Less than a month after the governor made anyone 16 and older eligible for a COVID-19 vaccine in Florida, and state outreach teams are going back into neighborhoods they already covered. In recent weeks, vaccine demand in Florida has dipped out of nearly 8,000 available doses at state and federally supported sites in Jacksonville. A little more than 1,500 were administered Thursday. That's roughly 19%. Today, emergency response teams were on the west side of Jacksonville. Some, like Kelvin Harrell, quickly signed up to get the vaccine. Uh, you know, but my mom tells me it's a good thing. She raised me, so I guess I'm going to go get it. 58-year-old grandmother Sharice Brooks said at first she told state workers she did not want a shot. But after talking, she signed her entire family up for the vaccine. I told them I'm scared, really, about this vaccine and stuff because due to the fact of the Johnson & Johnson, I was about to take it. But then it came out with uh, blood clots. But so let me come back on screen. So they <clears throat> imagine this. Imagine that they are going door to door in low income black neighborhoods <clears throat> like Jacksonville. They're going door to door every day and harassing people to get the shot. What if motherfuckers don't want the shot? What if somebody don't want it? It is a violation of people's medical rights for people to be going to your house and trying to force you to take a treatment that you do not want and trying to convince somebody to get medical treatment when you are not a doctor is a violation of the law. And this is all targeted at the black community. They are not going to white neighborhoods and knocking on their doors and trying to convince them to get the shot. They're going to the black community. They're going after older black men, older black women, uneducated African-Americans, and they're trying to convince people to take something that they don't want. So why? The question is why? Because there's always a reason why? Why aren't you going to the white neighborhoods, to the Hispanic neighborhoods, to the Arab and Arab neighborhoods and the Muslim community? Why are you targeting low income black people for this medical treatment that they did not want? They did not want this. And now you got to deal with people coming to your house and harassing you on a daily basis. And now because they've harassed this black woman for the past three months, now 
she finally gave in. And now she's saying, look, I'm going to sign my whole family up. You got a 55-year-old black man <clears throat> who's uneducated, and now he wants it because he said his mother told him it's okay. Well, his mother is not a doctor, and his mother has no idea what RNA and DNA vaccines are. So pay attention to what's happening. Just pay attention. I want the whole family to take it, you know, because I know that this virus is out here and I'm just trying to protect me and my family. So they changed your mind? Yeah. What made you, what, what did they say to make you change your mind? Well, she was explaining, you know what I'm saying, about the Johnson & Johnson and then the, the other two, you know, so. But we really need to take it, you know, because I know that the virus is out there and I'm of age. U.S. Health epidemiologist Chad Nielsen says more than ever, outreach teams are needed to reach people on the fence or people who are basing their decisions around misinformation. Your age is no longer a protective factor when we're talking about these new variant strains that are now circulating and probably dominant in the state, in the state of Florida. You are still um, an at-risk individual no matter what your age is these days. Maybe that wasn't the case last year, but it certainly is now. And if you're planning to get the vaccine, these are places where you can go. As far as Pfizer, if that's what you're looking for, you can go to Regency Square Mall. You can go to Gateway Shopping Mall, Celebration. Okay, let me come back on screen. <clears throat> so, like I said before, what they're doing is they're using black people to do the devil's work. They're using black people to do the devil's work <clears throat> because... They're using people that look like you to come to your house and convince you to get this treatment. They're not sending doctors. They're not sending nurses. They're not sending professors. They're sending emergency outreach teams because the, the demand for this shot has dropped exponentially due to the blood clots in the brain. Blood People have got serious health problems as a result of this experimental drug. So with that in mind, you cannot be forced to take any medical treatment from any source without your consent. And due to the fact that the treatment or the experimental treatment that they want to give people is under emergency authorization use, you cannot sue if you die, if you die, or if you have a serious medical complication, you cannot sue. Now, any other treatment that you get from your doctor, from your pharmacy, or from the store, if you have an adverse reaction to it, let's say you went to CVS today and you picked up your prescription and you started to have blood clots in your brain, you will be able to sue the manufacturer immediately. In the event that you die, you will be able to sue for your health. In this case, we have 
millions of black people in low income areas without the resources necessary, without the knowledge, without the doctor's help, and they're being targeted for this treatment. But who is going to sue if anything goes wrong? I'll wait. Who's going to advocate for the black community in Jacksonville? What doctors are going to come forward and protect people in the event that something goes wrong? So this is what I'm talking about. We are targeted. We are always targeted. And um, it's very hard to watch this happen. And that's why I had to title this video the way I titled it. I couldn't title it what I wanted to title it because, yes, you're correct. The YouTube censorship is out of control. I got a copyright. I mean, not a copyright strike. I got a community guideline strike for reporting that somebody passed away from taking this shot. That is not medical misinformation. That is a fact. It is a fact. But they did not do a strike on Sky News Australia. They didn't do a strike against CNN. <laughs> they didn't do a strike against Fox. They did a strike against little old me with 2,500 subscribers. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. So I just wanted to let everybody know what your rights are. Want to let everybody know that you have a right to choose what goes in your body. And if anybody comes to your door and they harass you, you have the right to call the police. You have a right to defend yourself because nobody is going to come to my house and try to sign me up for any medical treatment. I'm a grown adult and I have a brain. And I have intelligence. And I don't need anybody putting any type of RNA or DNA into my body. I already have DNA and RNA, so I don't need your shit that you made in a lab. I don't need that. I'm good. I'm not worried about my channel being deleted. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I got five channels, so I'm not worried about that. I'm gonna speak my opinion because if I don't speak my opinion, people are gonna die. So this is a matter of life and death. If I don't speak, if I don't tell the truth, people will die. So as a future doctor, as somebody that's going to medical school, this is what I have to deal with. I have to deal with this censorship and harassment. But I'm not worried about that. Um, I deal with what I got to deal with. You know what I mean? So um, we need to have these discussions publicly or privately, preferably publicly, because people need to know. So everything that's going on needs to be reported. Everything that's going on needs to be publicly disclosed. This is the age of information. So in the case of the age of information, everything is gonna come out anyway. So little old me with 2,500 subscribers cannot hurt me. <laughs> can't hurt me. You can't censor me. You can't silence me. And I'm going to be creating my own social media platform anyway, because I actually know how to program and I know how to code. So I'm getting that in the works over the weekend. I got a lot of stuff on my plate, but 
I enjoy having a lot of stuff on my plate because it's important to do this work. Um, I have another video to show you. Give me one second. Let me pull this up. PPP loans help small businesses like Demand to be vaccinated has. Doctors are warning Australia could be in for a horror flu season this year, concerned we've become complacent and aren't getting vaccinated. Inoculations are down by 1.6 million doses compared to this time last year. Winter. is on its way but the flu season is already here there is a strong possibility we will have uh, a big flu year this year medical experts are encouraging everyone to get the influenza vaccine sooner rather than later it's easy for people to cast their minds to the COVID vaccine and forget about the flu vaccine but it's so important to get yourself protected the flu is debilitating it is deadly for a lot of people uh, especially the elderly, especially the young. 31-year-old Harry Millwood is encouraging others to get the shot after he says he nearly died from the flu. It's not worth the risk when it's so easy to protect yourself against. A recent study found one in four Australians don't think they need to get vaccinated against the flu due to increased hand hygiene and social distancing practices. Experts now warning against complacency. If we were to have a major breakout of COVID and have the system really under the severe stress that we saw last year, having flu on top of that wouldn't, would even be worse. After record high flu vaccinations and record low infection rates last year, it's expected herd immunity is lower than usual. Make sure you get vaccinated. Get vaccinated early. The flu shot is free for children aged between six months and five years. Those aged 65 and over, pregnant women, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and anyone living with some health conditions, including heart disease. OK, so this is what they're saying. They're saying, look, they're saying. Okay, we know we just forced you to get vaccinated for COVID. And we, we also need to make sure you get your flu shot or you're going to die. So look at what they're doing. Look at how sinister they're playing with public health and how they're setting the stage for what's about to come. So what's up, Mike? Hey, hold on. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Okay. I, I 
Hold on one second. I'll, I'll speak in a minute. Let me. Okay. All right. Just unmute yourself when you're ready. So what they're doing is laying the foundation because if you remember what came out a couple of weeks ago, um, they said, let me actually pull that up too. Let me pull that up because this, this is the kicker. This is the kicker right here. So they said, remember when Pfizer and Moderna came out, they said, you will only need to get two shots, get your first shot and then wait 14 days and get your next shot. Now they're saying, oh, you may need to get a booster shot, a third shot and possibly an annual shot. So when do the shots stop? When do they stop? When does it stop? It never stops because the goal is to constantly reprogram your DNA and your RNA and your genetics. This is about your genetics. This is not about anything else but your genetics. Let me pull that up. Um, Pfizer third shot. So here we go. For the tens of millions of Americans inoculated with the Pfizer vaccine, tonight new word, they'll likely need a third shot of booster dose within 12 months of being fully vaccinated. Pfizer's CEO says, like the flu shot, the vaccine could be annual. The variants will break your own. It is extremely important to suppress the people that uh, can be susceptible to the virus. The Pfizer news comes as the future of the Johnson & Johnson shot remains unclear, but just the decision to pause is having an impact. I saw patients today who were scheduled for Johnson & Johnson, and when I told them we needed to reschedule, they're like, no, thank you. With 7.6 million Americans already inoculated with J&J, &J, the six women with rare blood clotting experienced it within two weeks. Roughly 3.8 million people are still in that window. Some hospitals mm. like this one say in recent days, those just inoculated with J&J &J have been showing up to their ERs with no symptoms and no medical problems, but are instead overly concerned. Today on Capitol Hill, leading health officials sought to reassure the public. At a time when COVID cases are climbing, authorities are trying to ensure public confidence isn't dropping. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News. Okay, so you just saw the clip. What are your thoughts, people? Chat. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Shaquem. Hey, what's up? Uh, hey, man. Hey, you know, uh, what I'm thinking is, is that you know, my, my thoughts on this subject is that, uh, you know, we're just all guinea pigs. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're all guinea pigs. So they don't really know, you know, the effects that it's going to have, you know, long term. So as long as they can continue to force people to get these shots and you're going into the black community, like you say, you know, they're, they're dealing with uneducated people. You understand? And I was kind of tricked when I got the shot because I was like, on my job, you know, there's about maybe 15,000 employees. So they was rushing the shot. And I didn't really take the time out to go through my union and find out if I had to take this shot or not. So I kind of rushed the process myself. Mm -hmm. And if I could take that back, <laughs> I probably would have never taken a shot. 
Mm-hmm. If the, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but yeah, it does. Yeah, you know, I just I just wish that I had a because for a person like me, you know, I, I'm pretty healthy already, and you know, I don't want to offend nobody when I say this, man. I, I I just don't know, you know, with this virus, is it as serious as they say it is? You know, so I just have my own thoughts on that one. You know, what are they actually putting in this vaccine? Let in me, long term, how is it going to really affect us long term? Let me show you something. Hold on, we'll pull this up. So, mind you, they have trials right now for DNA vaccines. That's coming next. DNA vaccines are next, probably 2022. But right now, I'm going to focus just on RNA. So, RNA is. Hold on, did it pull up? Yeah, here we go. All right, so look at, this is DNA versus RNA. For everybody that doesn't know what this is. So there's there's DNA, which is two strands, and RNA, which is one strand, right? So a strand of RNA is <clears throat> basically genes, information that creates proteins for a specific purpose. What that purpose is, they say, oh, well, we need to create proteins in your body to fight <laughs> this virus. Now, they are calling the these proteins that they create neutralizing antibodies. Now, the reason why it doesn't make sense is because for years, they've always given you a dead virus or a weakened version of the virus to make sure if they introduce it to your system, then they can just introduce a weak or dead version of it like chicken pox, measles, flu, um, what else, polio, all of those things, they they could just give you a dead version of it. So why give me a, a slice of RNA? Why give me that when you could just give me something that's already dead? That way I know, okay, even if you give me something and it's a dead virus or it's a weak virus, it's not a strong version of it, then I can, I can create antibodies from that. Or I could create antibodies just by getting infected naturally. So you're not doing anything that my body doesn't already do. (laughs) And the thing about antibodies is that antibodies wane over time. So just because you have a lot of antibodies, let's say today, in six months or a year from now, the antibodies start to go down. And, And the virus mutates because it learns it learns where these antibodies are and it learns how to go around them. It mutates. And this is why they said, oh, no, we cannot create a, a vaccine for HIV because, oh, HIV mutates too quickly. Well, the coronavirus mutates much faster than HIV ever did. But we already have four or five vaccines and over 80 companies working on the next one. So make, make it make sense. Now, let me ask you this question, Shaquem. Do you believe, because what I kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong for saying it, man, but I kind of believe that this was created for a reason, this whole coronavirus, or, you know, this whole thing. I believe it was just created for a reason. What yeah. that reason is, I don't really know. <clears throat> but I, I believe that they put this out here for a reason, man. I don't know if it's, like I was telling you before, I don't know if it's for profit. I don't know if it's about eliminating. You know, 
X amount of people, you know, of all ethnicity. I mean, what is your thoughts on that? I mean, definitely. I mean, just look at if you go to the um the, the world book of fertility rates, the, the fertility rate for the white population has been dropping for over 40 years. The sperm count of Western men has dropped by over 60 percent. So therefore, there will be no sperm, <laughs> literally almost no sperm for them to even produce by 2040. I predict that it'll happen around 2030. But with that in mind, with that in mind, the African population, the average woman in Africa has seven children. So even during the AIDS epidemic, the population of Africa went from uh, like 12 million to over 70 million, even with the AIDS epidemic. So we don't have a problem genetically because sperm is genetics. Eggs, fertility in women is all genetic based. So we don't have a problem reproducing. A lot of people have a problem with the, the whole gay agenda and all that. Even with that, <laughs> we don't have a problem reproducing. They do. So what what do you do when you like you have a country like China, for example, where they they fucked up their population because they started killing off all the girl babies and only keeping the males. And now their birth rate dropped. And then on top of that, most of the working people, most of the population is over 60 in China, Japan, South Korea. So they don't have a workforce to replace the previous generation in, in the next 20 years. So what, what are we going to do with all of these old people that no longer work? What are we supposed to do with them? I just believe, Kim Shaw, uh, that this is about elimination, man. I mean, I don't want to go too deep into that because that's just my own personal thoughts. So I don't like to put my own personal thoughts on others, man. But I just believe this is about eliminating a mass of people, man. It's just too many people on the face of the earth. They've been saying this for years, you know, and you have to figure out a way to get rid of some of these people, whether that's white, black, Asian, Filipina, black. You know what I mean? If you poor, we're all in the same category. Did that make sense? I mean, it comes down to economics. It comes down to the level of education. You know, you're a stats kind of person, so you know, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know. Uh, last point I want to make, man, because I, I got to get up in this gym, man, and throw up some of this heavy weight, brother. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It just I just wish, man, like if I... I don't know. I wish I had about five or six wishes, but one of my wishes would be, uh, Shaquem, is that we could just come together, man, as a black community. If you look at the Asian community, that money stays within their community. You know, it it it, it touches at least, what, seven different, maybe ten different businesses before it leaves their community. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't born in the 60s, but I have somewhat of, of an idea that, you know, we used to be like that. Right. As a community. I mean, we just have to come together, man. I just don't know. We're just so divided. You know what I mean? And I just wish like even on YouTube, you look at YouTube, for example. I mean, there's some very talented brothers in this in, in this sector. Right. Brothers like yourself, D. Darrell, you know, Flacco, you know, the list can go on and on and on. And I just wish, man, that you brothers would just put your minds together, you know, and just figure out a way. Because there's a lot of revenue out here, man. 
there's a lot of opportunity, you know? And I just wish, man, that you brothers would just come together. And I know you're somewhat together, but uh, I don't know, man. It's just, to me, it just, I don't know. I just, I just wish we were just more together as a community. Can you speak on that? How we could just, you know, come like more together? Okay, so unity is based on what? Unity is based on um, a coming together, based on a willingness to accept that others are also a part of us, even if we disagree. A, a problem that we have is we have a, a hard time dealing with people if we don't have the same opinion. So that's the first thing. We have to be able to have conversations and to work with people that share different opinions, like me and you right? We may not agree on everything, right? So that's that's the first barrier right there. That's the first barrier to any type of union is never being willing to hear other people's opinions, expecting everybody to agree with everything that you say. And so once we get past that, that'll take care of the other issue, which is religion. So the, the issue is, okay, we have black people of so many different belief systems and those belief systems create biases. So for example, like my mother is a Jehovah witness. So my sister is getting married in July. She does not want to come to the wedding because <laughs> my sister <laughs> is not marrying a Jehovah witness. So those little petty issues of religion and um, belief, those things, those that's what's causing the division because if you really pay attention, if you look at, let's say, the ancient Egyptians, everybody there practiced African spirituality or some form of it, whether it was Ghana, Dogon, whatever, or even if it was something else, Buddhism, whatever, everybody was welcome to practice whatever they wanted to practice. And it wasn't an issue to the point where, okay, we can't have a conversation if you're a Buddhist. You know what I'm saying? So those are the two major barriers. Um, in my opinion, if you can get over those two things, then we can come together because we have we have the Internet. We have social media. We're we're socializing all day, but we're not uniting because we're just getting on the Internet and we're just going back and forth all day. How about, how about politics, though? You forgot to mention politics. I mean, that's a big that's a big divider, too, in our community. Yeah, so politics, as far as what in politics, do you mean as far as like party or um, like? I just, I just think all of all of the above because you can't really, you know, say okay, you know, government or yeah. I just think it's just all of the above, man. Because like you were saying in the in the very beginning, man, you know, whenever you're dealing with uneducated people versus, you know, people who may have PhDs or master's degrees. And I'm talking about African-American black folks, you know, they tend to look down on other folks who don't have this paper. Right. Exactly. You get a division. You get a division there. And to me, yeah, that's that's one thing to be book smart. But I truly believe that common sense trumps book smart. I truly believe that, man, with all my heart. I, I, I truly believe that. I mean, I don't know. What is your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, you can have all this book smart, Chakim. And you can have all this paperwork on your wall in the office and only making 60 grand a year. Mm -hmm. And you can have, you know, you can have someone like myself that never went to college and able to make $90,000 a year. 
Mm-hmm. And I know some folks that you know that you know that's making about a hundred and fifty thousand with no degree. Exactly. You understand? But but they have common sense that allows them to maneuver through a lot of this bullshit. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, oh yeah, I mean you bring up a really good point about that because so our education, our education is at an all-time low. Um, our reading abilities are at an all-time low. Our writing abilities are at an all-time low. And then the curriculum that we are getting, as far as the children, the high school students, the middle school students, and the, even the colleges, we're not getting any type of education in thought. We're not, getting, we're not taught how to think. We're taught what to think and why to think those thoughts. So the psychology of our people that education was a part of our, our training in ancient Kemet, India, um, China, and ancient America. You didn't just learn, okay, all of this information, you learned how to think. So I agree with you that basically that's what's causing the problem is, okay, we got some people learning history from a perspective, of, okay, we're just slaves. And then you got people learning political science from the perspective of what the powers that be. So that's a recipe for disaster. If we we have to provide our own political education, we have to provide our own psychological training because we don't think the way other people think. We have a we have a unique experience as indigenous beings, as cosmic beings, we should say. So, and those are the th- the three things. I'll sum it up like this. So one. Um, unity would have to be based on maturity of accepting others' opinions. Two, it would have to be based on an acceptance of other religious beliefs and spiritual practices. And number three, we have to take our education into our own hands. We can no longer rely even on the black colleges to to take care of that. Okay, man, I thank you for that. The last point I want to make just to your audience, something to think about, man, is that, uh, you know, for example, with my son, you know, he's HBCU right now. And he told me the other day, he said, Dad, you know what? I'm going to start applying for other colleges. And I'm kind of disappointed to hear that. But the reason why he said that, Shaquem, is because the way he said is, okay, I'm a 3.7 student, you know, at this HBCU. You know, it's, you know, it's damn near $40,000 a year to go. You know, it's $33,000 a year to go there, right? But what he's telling me is, he's saying, Dad, if I start applying for other colleges, you know, these white institutions, I can get my college paid for for free. And I just think it's sad that we have to think like that, man, that we can't stay, you know, in these colleges that represent us and our culture. You know, we're able to see the black professors, we're able to see other black students. Mm-hmm. And it just disappoint me, man, that he wants to now try to apply for, you know, Stafford University. Uh, he's looking at uh, UC Berkeley. UC Davis, uh, you understand? He's looking at, you know, all these white institutions that can give him, you know, a $50,000 a year scholarship. I mean, we're, I just don't under, like, I'm trying to make sense of all of this stuff, man. And what, you know, what, like, what kind of like, what's like, even like the stimulus pay, right? At his, at his institution, they, they, you know, stimulus pay. So they gave, I don't know how many students that, you know, they gave the check to, but I'm pretty sure they gave it to a lot of people, but he received a thousand dollar check, you know, for the, uh, for the stimulus, I guess, like a hardship or whatever, you know, 
being a college student. So he received a thousand dollars, but I just don't, I don't know. I'm just so confused, man. You know, it hurts as a, you know, as a father, cause you know, you work so hard to get your kids to this, you know, to this stage in life. And then he has to think as a young man that I have to leave this institution, you know? I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah. I know it's tough, right? I mean, it's just, I'm just kind of, I'm not really confused, but it just hurts, you know? Because yeah. you chose HBCU for a reason, man. But now you kind of almost have to jump ship because there's just not a lot of scholarship opportunities at these at these private, you know, institutions. Yeah, it's not. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I meant to email you uh, something that you can get as far as uh like up to thirty seven thousand dollars if you're yeah. a student i meant to email that to you i'm gonna email that to you later so you can yeah i know i know you're very busy brother i understand but um that could probably help him because that's why i stopped going to i mean but this is what he needs to know so even if you're going to a predominantly white institution it doesn't mean that you're going to get more scholarship or more money that's a misnomer <laughs> because a lot of these foreign people like Indians and Israelites and all these other people, they they get a lot of that because they are, they're a priority as far as the, the, the funds. So I went to a predominantly white institution here in Detroit. You would think a university that's based in Detroit, a, a urban community would have a lot of black students. There's less than 10% of students are black and less than 7% actually graduate. So your chances for graduating from a, a, P, a PWI is actually harder to graduate at a PWI than an HBCU. If you look at the graduation rate for HBCUs, they're much higher, okay, despite the money that you have to pay is because you have a greater support system and you have resources that are not necessarily financial resources, but you, you're able to build better relationships with professors at black colleges compared to PWI. So with all of that in mind, you have to, when you are talking to him, you have to, you have to talk to him on a different level as far as like, um, think about, you know, the value that you're, that you're paying for. Cause you're not necessarily paying for your tuition. You're paying for support yeah. during, during your formative years in your life. And when you go to a white college, I'll talk to it myself. When you go, when you go to a white college, <laughs> you don't have a support system. <laughs> yeah, you are more likely to fall. You, you, the reason he has a three point seven GPA. Do you know how hard it is to have a three point seven GPA at a white institution? Be damn that next to impossible shit. <laughs> it's almost impossible. So that's where you have to uh, reach him at because he's just thinking about the cost. And the cost, the cost causes fight or flight. Whenever we talk about money, it's fight or flight, survival. But you got to talk to him from his higher brain, which is his higher thinking. And the higher thinking here is, do you want support while you're in school or do you want to struggle at a white institution? Those are basically the two choices that you have. So that's oh, what I Okay, so for, for the parents, what I want like the black parents who are listening you can hear me right yes i'm kind of walking yeah i'm kind of walking to the gym now but i just want black parents to understand that 
you know, when your kid is in middle school, that seventh grade, they begin to uh, be tested in the seventh grade. So the seventh and the eleventh is the most important grades, in my opinion. And you know, my advice to any black, per you know, black parent that is listening, you got to begin the scholarship process in the ninth grade. You cannot wait to the eleventh grade. Am mm -hmm. I right, Sharkim? You Absolutely. have to begin that early because if you don't begin it early, what, what you're going to notice is kind of like what you said. Once that child gets in 11th or 9th, I mean, excuse me, 11th or 12th grade, what happens is, like you, like you were saying with the white institutions, there's very little scholarships left because 70% of these white kids are taking these scholarships already. They know how to navigate through the system, all you know, starting in the ninth grade. Yes. And then we start that process too late. So it's important for parents to understand that that seventh grade is probably going to be your bread and butter for high school. And then the 11th grade, it's all, it all comes down to transcripts. They, they, I mean, it all comes down to that. You know I'm not lying, Shaquem. It all yeah. comes down to that. And our parents just have to take this stuff serious because we have to be mature enough, you know, to understand this process for our kids. So whenever they get into these classrooms, they understand that it's not time to play. This is about business. And that's what I've taught my sons. This is about business. All this nonsense of getting in the room, you're jumping around, you're playing, you're talking, you're sitting in the back goofing around. I mean, that's the thing with these foreigners that's coming to America. You know, they're not playing. <laughs> you understand? They're, they're not there to play. I mean, I know this... I know this is a deep conversation. I hate to kind of go off topic, man, but I just, I enjoy being a father so much, man. It's just, it's just a passion, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. You, you, you are, you know, a father figure to me too. So I'm, I'm always happy to um, have you on the show. Well, I thank you, Shaquille, for your time too, bro. Uh, you're going to be doing another live today? Yeah, I'm, uh, I got, I'm going to be on Binary Code's channel at 12 yeah, I saw that, man. I kind of missed you last night. I was like, damn, where, where's Shaquille at, man? Where, where this brother at? <laughs> you, didn't really, you didn't really do nothing, man. I had to listen to Dee Darrell, which is great. But uh, like, man, where the, where the hell is the gold at? Come on, man. The gold, the gold, got, the gold got to put some shit out here. You know so, yeah. <laughs> I said the gold got to put some shit out here. You know, every, everybody coming for you, but they don't understand, brother, that you know, they're going to wake up a sleeping giant. So they might as well just let you stay asleep. Don't even mention your name. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going to be on tonight, though, for sure. I got something for you. I got some Kevin Samuels um, stuff I want to talk about, relationships and stuff like that, around 7 or so. Oh, all right. Love you, bro. All right. Love you, too, brother. Peace out. All right. All right. What's up, P? Hey, what's going on, Shot Cam? I just jumped in. What, what you, what you talking about, bro? Yeah, we were I, talking. You mean I didn't mean to say it like that? I just meant like, what, what was, what was the topic that you discussed? Oh yeah, so um, the topic is they are going door to door in the black community and low income neighborhoods to try to convince people to get this RNA shot, and uh, they they are literally harassing people. So I came on live today just to let everybody know their rights, to let everybody know that nobody can force medical treatment on you. Um, not even a doctor can do that. 
And uh, these people that are coming to the black community's doors are not doctors, they're not professors. These are regular, smegular people with no, with no type of medical degree and they are targeting us for this treatment. So that's what basically I started this live about. And it, it kind of ventured into the college situation as far as um, a lot of colleges are mandating that you get this shot before you can come back to school. So it's all connected. And then now they're recommending that we also get our flu shot. So it's a lot going on as far as um, the, how they're targeting the black community. Well, you know, I mean, I, I use this term a lot. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a touchy subject. But, you know, in, in, in all honesty, I, before I was briefly scrolling through some of the comments before I found the link. And, um, you know, it just amazes me. Um, people are so quick to dispute or discount somebody or say somebody wants some, some uh, conspiracy shit or do do But yet and still, like, it, it amazes me yet even more how people will get their sources of information from either pick, pick your news outlet of, of choice, MSNBC, CNN, or Fox. And whatever they say is gospel, you know, and, and, and that's what they base all their information, talking points, stances, reactions is strictly based on the news. And if I'm wrong, prove, prove me wrong. You know what I mean? Because if you do any amount of research on damn near anything, you will find that like the shit's fugazi. Just in general, I, I'm, I'm not talking about specifically COVID, but I'm just talking about a lot of shit. You know, people are all, well, uh, P sound like he's a conspiracy theorist. Uh, call it what you want. I call it conspiracy analysts because con conspiracies create themselves. But that's another story for another day. But, you know, it, 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 it kills me throughout the years how many quote unquote crazy ass conspiracy theorists have been taken the fuck out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, crazy people are really no threat. But it just amazes me how many quote unquote conspiracy theorists have been, you know, taken out. You know, like I said, everybody has their individual right to do what they want. But, you know, if you, if you look at the historical data, meaning COVID historical data, data we've had two quote unquote pandemics, one in 09, one in 2014, you know, so with COVID being a variant of that, you know what, I'm not going to get into it because people going people gonna to believe what they want to believe and, and they're not going to believe what they want to believe. So fuck it. You know what I mean? For real, at this point, over, uh, 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 over this year, my attitude about it is fuck it. Get a shot or don't get a shot. You know what I mean? Because you can't, you can't convince anybody Either way. So I, I just don't even really go into the conversation anymore. Like, motherfuckers, do what you're going to do. All right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, but for those who who are camp campaigning for it and, 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 and do get it, uh, hey, I, I, I hope everything works out for you. You know what I mean? And for those who don't, 
hope it, hope that works out for you. So, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 that's what it really comes down to. Like, at, at, at this point, it's not even worth fucking discussing anymore. I'm not even going to really waste my breath on it. You know what I mean? Well, well I think it's worth discussing. We can discuss So, in the prison, somebody brought up the prison industrial complex. So, if you don't know, there, there were um, 77 prisoners, I think, in Iowa, where they over-vaccinated 77 people. So we don't know we don't know what the fuck they're doing in prison to people with this. You know what I mean? Once you go once you go behind bars, you lose a lot of rights. You know yep. what I'm saying? And you're not always given um, medical treatment, and you're not seeing a doctor. You're not being advised of your rights because your lawyer's not always there. So that that is something I definitely can speak on. As far as um, the the prison complex, I definitely feel like people need to be aware. How do you over-vaccinate somebody? That is impossible. If I have a syringe, I can see it's how dope. much in this syringe. I can see if it's two milliliters, three milliliters, four milliliters. So the people that are administering these shots, they are trained to, to watch that. And they're not accidentally over. You don't overly vaccinate 77 motherfuckers. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. They intentionally gave these people triple doses of this shot and now you know they're not really covering it that much in the news but there is a report let me see if i can pull it up about it but that is so sinister because these people that are in jail we know that most people in jail are black so you know it's it's just insane that we don't, we don't really understand what how deep this is so if you if you don't want to talk about it I understand. I'm just talking about it for if I could save one life, if I could save one person, then I've done my I've done my job, you know. I hear you. I, I, I hear you. you know, okay. How about this? Um, people should be willing, right, to just be open minded to just just listen. Like I, you know, if if okay. It's like basic logic, like people should understand, like if you don't, if someone says something or, or brings up a topic or, 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 or tries to explain something to you and you don't know what they're talking about, it doesn't mean they're wrong. You need to do your big due diligence. But people just are so quick to dismiss something as it's like, huh? Oh, no, nah, nah, that's not what. How do you know? You, 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 you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I see the importance in it. I, I just hope. That people just give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, if this brother is going down the right track on so many other shits, giving the benefit of the doubt. Like, in other words, like if you're if if nine things you talk about, you're not crazy. Give me the benefit of the doubt on on the on the tenth. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And it, it's like I I, I just. It's just frustrating, you know, what I mean? because I, I guess because I'm older, you know, and, and you're young, you still got that vigor. But man, like, oh, is that my door dance? Hold on for a minute. So, this is the article for everybody that wants the information. This is on KansasCity.com. And the title mm-hmm. of this article is Dozens of Inmates Injected with Too Much COVID Vaccine at Iowa Prison, Officials Say. This is the prison. 
right here. It's the Fort uh, Madison Prison Maximum Security. So the Iowa Department of Corrections said 77 people incarcerated um, at a maximum security prison in Fort Madison were injected with doses of the Pfizer vaccine over the manufacturer's recommended amount. The agency said it immediately contacted the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and Pfizer to report the error and seek guidance for how to proceed. Both organizations said those who received the overdose should be closely monitored for at least two days and they're monitoring them basically is what they're saying. So um, they also said that they're gonna do regular health checkups for several days. Two nursing staff members have been placed on administrative leave. The outlet reported and an investigation is underway. Officials haven't said how much extra vaccine each person received, but Kimberly Cole-Effer told the register that her son was given an excess dose at the prison and told by doctors he received six times the recommended amount. She added that her son and others were experiencing symptoms, including dehydration, nausea, lack of appetite, and bruising at the injection site. Dr. Aniza Afro said typical side effects such as body aches, fatigue, and sore arm may be more severe for those who receive excessive doses. Okay, so this is Fort Madison Prison. I'm gonna pull up the prison so you guys can get familiar um, with Fort Madison Prison. It's in Iowa. It's in, it's in one of those states that a lot of people just would never pay attention to. So Fort Madison Prison history. We're gonna get a history lesson today. So hey, 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 Shaquem. Huh? You know what? Um, when you this reminded me of something. Um now I want to say it could have been back as early as the 30s. When hold on, hold on, hold on. I think it could have been back like as early as the 30s or or whatever, but are you familiar with um the, these like experiments or that they were doing in prison? Could be like down in Georgia somewhere, like down south. But it was like a black po prison population, and they were um, basically injecting um, inmates with, I want to say like syphilis or something like that. Does that ring a bell? Yes, I know. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I, I just rung a bell. So this is nothing new, bro. This has been going on like. You know, because you gotta understand, like when you become like w when you're a prison inmate, they tell you they tell you you're a ward of the state. So you basically like like your rights are basically your property of the state. Right. The so yes. you know you they can basically well, like I mean there's a lot of things like yeah if they're caught, but. I mean, that's that's why I always tell cats, bro. Like, jail ain't jail ain't the move, man. That's the bigger picture. Jail ain't the move. I don't mm. want to get too sidetracked, but you, you, I mean, come on, bro. Like, it's it's mm -hmm. you, you roll the dice when you go to jail, flat out. Mm -hmm. You know, you wide open for anything. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's so I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised. And yeah, you, you know, and it's it's 
But with this whole COVID thing, I will say this. One thing that you notice is that, and, and, and that's what's fishy, is that I've, he- I've heard little or nothing about um, boosting your immune system or ways to boost your immune system. Because at the end of the day, you know, in theory, that's what a vaccine is doing. It's making your body create antibodies to fight whatever said disease or, or, or virus. Well, if you have a healthy immune system, it's going to do that anyway. I mean, or it's going to, it's not, it's, fuck it, it's not going to do no more or less than the vaccines are going to do. But they're not even saying anything about boosting your immune system. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, brother. Um, living life to the fullest. Are you there? Hi, Shaquem. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, hi. I had to call in. <laughs> yes, I don't think I've heard from you before. How you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. Um, but this COVID thing is really winding me up. I've had a few school friends, two in fact, and my neighbour that's taken it. People of colour, black people. Both of them are suffering. All three of them are suffering from leg problems, chest pains. They've both been to hospital. Two of them are refusing to take the third shot. Now, in the UK now, they're saying that there's a new strain and the people that have been vaccinated are going to have to have a third shot. Yes. So this, this COVID doesn't make sense. I had another friend of mine who had a stroke. She was a, um, a young lady that was quite overweight. So that was quite normal for her, you know, to have a stroke. By the time she got to the hospital... They were trying to tell her family that she had COVID. And her mum said, no, she never had COVID. So to me, the government worldwide are lying. There's a reason. COVID kills less than 1%. Most people recover from it. But yet they're saying this is a pandemic. This is not a pandemic. Pandemic means your neighbours are dropping. The people at work are dropping. You know, your friends are sick. I'm not saying people are not dying, Shaquem, but people are dying from underlying illnesses. So what, nobody ain't having a stroke no more? Nobody ain't dying of cancer? Even patients that are dying of cancer, their, their, their death certificates, they're put in COVID. The UK government has told all doctors, no matter what they die of, put COVID on the death certificate to get the numbers up worldwide. And they've mm-hmm. been doing that in America as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just really pissing me off because they're trying to tell me that I'm sick and I've got no symptoms. There's no disease out there that doesn't show symptoms. They're lying. That alone doesn't make sense. Right. And sorry to go on because I'm really passionate about this. Do you remember when COVID first came out and they showed us Wuhan, China? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's where they said it come from, which is a psyop. It's a lie. But do you remember the videos that came out of Wuhan, China? The Chinese people were literally dropping dead in the street. Yes, 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 yes. Right. They, 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 there was, there was. See, and, and that's, I, I'm, I'm passionate too. Let me jump in on that. Yes, I, please do. I have a broadcast background, so I, I don't look at, I don't look at like TV and movies and and news like most people. Yeah, you know, like I'm seeing movies like the directors when they. When they do their hands like they're framing shots and all that's the way I look at things. Okay. Yes. So 
and my memory is like a like a book. So I know exactly the videos you're talking about. Yeah, one that they, 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 one that was a it was a, a person littering literally stepping off of a bus yeah. and falling flat. There was another guy. It looked like he was working like in some type of a, a factory in some control room, and yes. he seized up in a chair, fell on the ground, fell on the ground, started seizing. Now exactly. to me, that looked like he was hit with a with a directed energy weapon. I'm I'm just saying. Yeah. But 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 I'll go even further than that. We forgot about all these videos in and 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 the common denominator with. Everything you're saying, yeah. yeah. Never, never mind. But the point is, there were videos here, video of in Brooklyn where it looked like uh, uh, um, a, a scene from Outbreak or something, where you got body bags and 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 guys taking uh, videos who didn't have New York accents. You had exactly you had one video of a of a. Of, of a guy in a hospital room and these yeah. orderlies came in and was forcing something on him and the, okay, so basically the point I'm getting at is this is all the reaction. Yeah. It's based off of fear. Plus another thing as well. And um, that's I'm what's, sorry, sorry, Karen, that's sorry. What, that's what's used is like mass fear imagery exactly that's so, it fear so you know i'm a i'm a numbers guy so explain to me why here in the states 2020 the stats are out flu cases were down 90 percent. explain that to me if exactly. that was the case that would be News because we would basically have flu eradicated. Don't tell me shit about about the flu shot being the yeah. reason or yada yada yada. Might it be that we got motherfuckers running around here in masks over the goddamn flu? Exactly. Might that be, might that be it? Exactly. You know, it, it, it amazes me that I hear people, not not young, older people my age, who have had COVID, quote unquote, who tell me. Like, it it freaked me out when I was eating. I couldn't taste shit. I'm like, fuck. That's what happened when you get sick. Exactly. That's, that's a chest that's, infection. That's right. That's how you know you're sick. You 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 can't taste and you can't smell. That's like, right. I mean, fuck. I, I mean, I, I you know what? I, my point being is that we are you know in this country in in, in the states we sweep certain shit under the rug. Yeah. Like, like this country is the most obese country in the fucking world. Yeah. So, hmm, we also have the quote unquote most reported deaths of this in the world. And this is how you got to hear things. Mm. And, and hear me when I'm saying this. And, you know, it's a touchy subject, but if I'm going to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it because, yeah. see, it's, it's touchy because. It's actually kind of diabolical because you can't really discuss it because it's sensitive because people have died. And you have to be sensitive to that when you're discussing that because people have died. Yes. Now, here's the thing. What they died of 
and what people are dying of is what when I had an asthma attack in 2016, the nurse told me because I'm in the hospital and I'm telling my mom I need a breathing treatment because I, I have asthma. Mm. So, so they're asking me, have you been to the Congo, have you been to China or anywhere else abroad? I tell them no. Like three more layers of people asking that question. So finally, I, I pull out my hair. I'm like, look, I have asthma. So they're like, oh, okay. Mm. But until, until that point, they were kept asking him about been out the company. So as I'm getting my treatment, I'm feeling better. I asked the nurse, like, why was everybody asking about been out the country? Yeah. Specifically to China and the Congo. She said, because there is a severe upper respiratory infection. Okay. It's basically killing me, killing mm-hmm. people, and we don't know what it is. Okay. So when so there see, and when it comes to um in infections there are steps you have to go through that COVID hasn't even passed you, there are steps that 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 microbiologists that, and, and people like that there's protocols you have to go to to make connections between a virus and a, and said infections and COVID hasn't passed those protocols no Meaning, but they've kind of sorry to interrupt you there I'm not being rude but they've kind of told us already, especially in the UK, that COVID is a mixture of um, pneumonia, which is exactly what you said, a respiratory. So if you leave pneumonia untreated, what happens to you? You die. I've mm-hmm. had cousins in Canada die of um, pneumonia. So pneumonia takes out millions of people in Africa, America, UK. So a lot of people actually dying of pneumonia because it's been left untreated because You'll go to your doctor, they'll give you a test that, oh, you've got COVID. They're not going to tell you it's actually a form, a different strain of pneumonia. They'll tell you to go home and self-isolate alone. Yeah, this is what they're doing in the UK for, I think, 14 days. So you stay home by yourself for 14 days with pneumonia, you're going to die. So we believe that they sent a lot of people home that had pneumonia to die to get the numbers off up. And if you notice, a lot of people that actually died of COVID were in hospital. A lot of them were in hospital because they weren't giving them the pneumonia treatment. And now, imagine this, this this disease keeps changing. In the UK, first they said it could go through your cat, your dog. Now they're trying to say that COVID is actually connected to HIV and AIDS. Yeah? Yeah. And it's part of the czars that was, you know, in China. Remember, they were the original ones to wear the mask because of that czars. So they're saying well, that COVID actually, is SARS, COVID and, 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 is AIDS. I'm sorry, let me oh, interrupt for a second. And, and that's another misnomer. People in China don't wear masks be, be because of, of threat of disease or anything. It's because their air pollution. is practically unbreathable. Yeah, it's pollution. That's right. You know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. I didn't mean Yeah, I just find it really frustrating because it's like my neighbor, she's ill already. She's got like um, rheumatism. She walks with a walking stick. I mean, I'm 50 this year. She's only about three years older than me, but she's so sick. They persuaded her. They bugged her until she went and got the vaccine. She has not been the same since. She's got a rash all down her back, her right leg. And a lot of people have got these symptoms as is numb. She's been to the hospital with chest, um, she can't breathe, tightness of chest. And she's also come up with sores inside the palate. She was showing me the other day of her mouth. So to me, what, what kind of vaccine is this? It's an experimental drug. 
You don't know, and it's got human DNA in it. They've, no vaccine has got what, what COVID vaccine has got. That's why they're really pushing it. And I reckon by the end of the year in the UK, they're going to try and make it mandatory. mandatory. But it's our God-given right that, and our birthright that you do not have to have vaccines in the UK. I can even travel without a vaccine. Yeah, but I, they're going to make me do a test. And I refuse to even do the test because in the UK, they've had false positives. So, for instance, if I had a flu three weeks ago and I take the COVID test, say, next week, it will show that I've got COVID. So a lot of people, they're saying that they've got COVID and they haven't. So you can't trust the, the swab. Also, another thing with the swab, they had two sets of swabs in England. They had one that you could, they pushed in the back of your nose. That went to your brain um, stem. A lot of people that did the first test last year have ended up with brain cancers. A lot of Europeans... Because in England, a lot of the um, British white people are against this. There's a massive protest in London today in Trafalgar Square. I wish I could put the link, um, Shakim. I'm trying to do it on that. You know that um, group that we're on? I'm trying to send it to your group. Is yeah, you can, you can put it yeah. in private chat. You if you see chat. how many people are in central London today, I'm talking about half a million. A few months ago, they had David Icke doing one. Hmm. Yeah, so the, the English people are not having it, but on the news, they're trying to show you that, oh, yeah, everyone's taking it. No, people are in uproar. Yeah, I work in education. A lot of the teachers are not taking that vaccine and they cannot make them. Yeah. And right. even myself, I'm off sick at the moment. I've been off for like a year off sick. Um, it's only a tendon and nerve damage, yeah, but I've kind of longed it out because I don't want to go back to work with this COVID, Yeah. Now, every minute the doctors, the hospitals, I'll oh, come and get your vaccine. I've told them point blank, I don't want it. They've ripped me three, four times. So I've just ignored it. <laughs> I've, just I've, frustrating. Yeah. That's I've, insane. Oh. Let me say this real quick. So okay. for everybody that um, doesn't know what this is, I have this. I got this from my doctor. This is called a tabaquan or a queen. And this is a a preventative for pneumonia. So oh, wow. you can you can actually get um yeah. a preventative pneumonia. All it is, I'll show you it's, it's like um it's it's this little yeah. yellow solution and all you take is like a milliliter of it a day and it'll prevent you from getting pneumonia and like upper respiratory infection. So they're not really yeah. telling people that you can go get this and this exactly. is really cheap. it's very cheap to get this. And you should know this, um, Shaquem, that, uh, you know, we've got to look to our ancestors. What did they do? They had their turmeric, their ginger. They had their, you know, all the onions, these natural vitamins. That's all we need to stay healthy. Because COVID, I'm not saying that there isn't a deadly form when it's untreated, but you can beat it. Most people are beating it. And in fact, I think when they, because in London, they sprayed something when COVID first come out and people were getting a really nasty dry throat. I don't know if they did it in the U in the yep. US where they were yep. saying they were cleaning the streets and they were spraying disinfectant everywhere. Well, we believe that they were actually um, spraying a bit of COVID because a lot of black people in London got sick. But we beat it because we have our vitamins and we eat well. We have our greens and our spinach and whatever. But we believe they sprayed something and it had a really foul smell. So I think they were trying to infect a lot of us and it didn't work. Because even now, the government is so frustrated. That's why they're using all these celebrities to say, oh, Tom Hanks has had it. 
Idris Elba has had it. Bullshit. How comes they get it and don't die? The royal family have had it over here. None of them are dead. But yet the average Joe might get it and die. So it's a yeah, whole and, load of cob's wallop. And just to build on what you're saying. Sorry, sorry, one second. Okay. Just to build on what you're saying, because I know you know about this, P. So they did a study. The National Institute of Health did a study. And the title of this study is Potent Antiviral Effect. Wow. Of silver nanoparticles on SARS-CoV-2. Yeah, I've seen them. You okay? So you guys know about this. So oh, we we were on some big conspiracy, and it's I'm not gonna lie, it's run by the British. They're not messing about. They're like XMI5 government nurses, they're lawyers, doctors. They've already showed the video of the little nanoparticles wiggling in the mask. You know the mask that they wear in hospitals, the blue and white ones. They're the ones that's got it in. I'd I'd advise anybody that's wearing a mask. To please make your own. A lot of people are making their own masks or the fabric. Use the fabric. Do not use the NA, the government uh, mask that the doctors and nurses wear because they're the ones that's got the nanoparticles. Yeah. So if you look at this graph, yeah, this graph is showing you um, cytotoxicity. Basically, once you once you add the silver to the cells that have COVID, it immediately dropped. And right. so it's showing you um, that the size particles, the, the nanoparticles, they inhibit the virus by preventing viral entry. So they, they not only show that, they also, um, you know, basically used it in a lab mm. and, they, and they did a test before and after the silver was added. And basically the results of this study right here, you can see, so what you're seeing in blue are the silver nanoparticles and what you're seeing in red is the virus. And then once they were added together, the silver nanoparticles completely overpowered the virus and stopped it from replicating. So I just wanted to show you that just briefly because I, I want to go into more detail in another brilliant, day. Brilliant, brilliant. But I just wanted to, um, to expound on that before I make my comment. Like, if people are listening to you and like, oh, man, so... Like this dude is talking about taking silver. Like, if you if you consider the fact that that radiation poisoning is treated with iodine, it shouldn't be outside the realm of exactly of that of possibility that minerals and precious <laughs> metals be used for healing. You see what I'm saying? Like, like that is that's the only treatment for radiation poisoning is iodine. Yeah. So come on, like it shouldn't be outside. It, but if you See, if you don't know that, then what you're saying, like, is is like uh, a fucking uh, or jets into them. You know I mean, you know but I want to give y'all a smoking gun. So uh, I would like everybody who's who's talking about like, well, you know, oh, he go to this conspiracy. Shit. I I just want everybody to, to try to explain something to, to me. Okay, now here in the states. The first, you know, stimulus payment that we received from the government um, last year in, in 2020, it wasn't just money. It was part of a relief package. It was called, it was called CARES Act, which is, is, is not just CARES stood for Coronavirus Aid Relief Economic, I think, Stimulus Package or something like that. All right. Now, these things have to be voted on, approved, signed by the president, made law, whatever. So, 
if you look up and this isn't some you know uh, uh the onion or nothing like that if you go on um congress.gov and you look up hr 748 that's 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 the number of a bill and lo and behold you will see that the name of that bill is the coronavirus aid relief economic exactly you see so and if you track that bill you will see that it was introduced by some republican senator or whatever january 2019 it was voted on by the republicans and passed in july of 2000 june and july of 2019 and it sat until the pandemic hit the democrats voted on it the president signed it off now you know i'm not hey yeah i might be making it up right but it's you can look it up right now hr i believe you and you know what the word COVID stands for? And imagine this, Certificate of Vaccine ID. Mm. That's what it stands for, Certificate oh. of Vaccine IDs, because they want the whole world to be vaccinated. Another reason why, what they're, when they're vaccinating you, they're also taking your DNA. What people don't realise, especially people like us of colour, our blood cures a lot of um people's illnesses certain people's illnesses i've got to choose my words carefully so if you as a person of color goes into hospital and they draw your blood oh all of a sudden they've lost your blood they've got to draw more blood they've got i'm nearly 50 years of age the amount of times i've been hospital and they've lost my blood they've had to keep taking taking and telling me my blood some different whatever so they also take in your dna so say i live in london and my cousin in America commits a crime, they'll be able to trace them because they've already got my DNA. But I mean, if you're born in a country, they have your DNA anyway. So all your Americans, they've, you're born there, they've got it, they've got mine. But they are taking your DNA, yeah? Mm -hmm. And the, a lot of people I know that said, oh, I've had um, the vaccine and I'm fine. I, you know, I haven't dropped dead. Well, that's got nanoparticles. They move. It takes a couple of years for that nanoparticle that is basically can be activated to mm -hmm. reach where it's supposed to go so yeah you might be all right now and i'm yes. not saying it to frighten anybody but in a year or two how are you going to be because what they're doing they're vaccinating all the um elderly in the uk millions have died now a lot of these old people had money they had pension because they didn't have family it went straight to the government yeah, they, the government of, of the UK has got billions. And I'm quite sure that's happening in America as well. A lot of old people are dying after getting the vaccination in nursing homes, you know. But I'm just fed up with it because I cannot see no pandemic. Uh, you know, pneumonia is more of a pandemic. AIDS is more of a cancer is a pandemic. Yeah. This is not a pandemic. This is pneumonia that left untreated will kill you. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. And they put the fear of God into us. Like in the UK, every day, Sky News, CNN, all Corona, Corona talk. But yet they're not showing us the mass funerals. They're not showing us these families with all these sick people dying in hospital. Now, England loved a story that pulls on your heartstrings. We've not seen one. They're lying. They're lying to us. There is no pandemic. I'm not saying people ain't dying, but they are dying. But the numbers are very, very low. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a book that I have.
It's called um, The Invisible Rainbow, The History of Electricity and Light. Okay. And this book, in very shocking detail, shows how the correlation of like every advancement that mankind has made basically um, in terms of like um, harnessing and using electricity like on a large scale like when, when those technologies were introduced they they always led to like mass pandemics basically okay and he like he, he breaks it down like correlations like okay like in the like for instance um Spanish flu of 2008 or whenever, no, or the Spanish flu. Was it 1902, I think? 1902, yeah. Yeah. And he was saying how, um, and you know how they were saying like the the U.S. troops were the ones who was really spreading the Spanish flu? Um, Like the year, okay, the, like within months prior to the Spanish flu, outbreak the u.s military introduced either like their um um like the long-range communication system that could like extend over to europe like 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 radio communication type shit and the troops that were being affected were basically at the um at the at the base where they were going to be deployed to europe so them and the surrounding people in the, in the area were the ones who were getting, I mean, and it just goes on and on, like different mm. advancements in the, in the in electricity led to different different type ailments, diseases, pandemics. And from like going back to the 1800s to, to like 2015 and 2016. And the, the, the book um, basically climaxes with him talking about, and this was in 2015, he was talking about the coming IG network, right? And he basically laid it out like, okay, the fi- like, here's a 5G network and if it gets up and running, here are the health side effects that we will, that you will see. And coincidentally, the first, the first city in the world who was fully who 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 was fully engulfed in a five G uh, signal, like, like the first five G network, like was in Wunan, China. I can't make this stuff up. Like, I'm oh, sure. I've read a bit about that, and that's when um, the Spanish flu, and that's when they first did the satellite um, dishes, and people started getting sick, and they blamed the radiation. Yeah. And is that you what remember, you're talking about, Pete? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I read about that. Well, they reckon that's what happened with this corona because they changed all the street lights and started putting up these white poles saying that it's to do with the 5G. But a lot of the conspiracists believe that it was quite dangerous radiation that was actually giving people coronavirus. And that was the beginning from, say, last year, March. And what the government did, they didn't tell people they were putting up these antennas things. They just put them up in every area. There's like hundreds and people doing videos on it. I mean, it's quite a big thing in the UK. I mean, people say, oh, um, you're a conspiracy theorist. I don't think it's that you're a conspiracy theorist. It's that you can use your brain and see 
for yourself that this doesn't make sense, you know? Um, in the UK, access to news is a lot different here. It's, it's filtered, but not to the extent that it's filtered here. Matter of yeah. fact, yeah. if and when I ever do look at the news, I never look at, like, I always look at international news because you get the, the clearest unbiased perspective of what's going on in the United States from foreign news. So, from the BBC to, um, I mean, I, I look at, you know, I would look at China's, you know, China's world news. Yeah. yeah. Germany, France, you know, just to see what the perspective is from the United States from an un, unfiltered perspective. No, but the BBC, they're, they're run by the government. That's the worst news channels. Yeah, we, we prefer like RT or different kind of okay. news, like even American black news stations. But the BBC's rubbish. They just tell you what they, because you've got to remember all the news stations are run by the Bye. elite. So they tell you what they want you to to see, you know. They'll show you, you know, a shooting. They've got three different bits of it, but now all the news stations worldwide will show the same clip. That shows you that... All the news worldwide are run by the elite. They decide what is news and what is not. You know, and I remember years ago, before this happened, they, were, they said that they were going to link this new deadly disease with, with black liberation or something to do with black people. Do you see what I'm doing? I, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got, let me show you a quick, real quick, uh, yes, Dr. Ryan Cole. Um, so, he did a video basically talking about what we need to do to build our immune systems, right? Political science versus medical science. Yeah. So let me show you this. I appreciate the applause and you don't know what I've said yet. So hopefully there will still be some at the end. Um, yeah, Dr. Ryan Cole, I uh, run Cole Diagnostics. It's one of the largest uh, independent laboratories in the state of Idaho. Started it 17 years ago. Um, I'm a Mayo Clinic trained, board certified uh, pathologist, uh, board certified in anatomic and clinical pathology. So yes, I have expertise in immunology and virology. Um, I also have subspecialty expertise in skin pathology. So I do a lot of skin cancer diagnostics as well. I've seen about 350,000 patients in my career. Uh, we've done about 100,000, only seen, you know, like I said, 100,000 patients. We're in an endemic now. Statistically, the pandemic is over in Idaho. You Statistically, once we're below a set percentage, we are not in a pandemic right now. Is the disease present? Sure it is. Is it widespread? No. You know, we're still doing maybe 500 to 600 patient tests a day. At most, we're seeing 2% per day right now. And so the numbers are going way down. Uh, next slide, please. Um, oh, you're doing the next slide and I'm not. You're one ahead of me there, Dustin. Um, so, yeah, we, we are past a pandemic stage. We're at an endemic stage. In most states, we are. There, it, there's numbers are still high in a few states, but we're getting past that point. And here's why. Coronaviruses is, are seasonal. They follow a six- to nine-month life cycle, and no matter what we do, they're going to do what they do, and then they're going to fade. What happened to SARS? What happened to MERS? What, would, what did we do to stop them? Nothing. They did the thing. Um, Average uh, COVID-19 death, age 78.6. Average age of death in North America every year, 78.6. That's fascinating. Um, what, are our, what are our highest risk factors? Yeah. 
obesity, low vitamin D levels, advanced age. 90% of deaths in the state have been over 70 years of age. That's the at-risk population. We have stopped our society for something that's taking people that are already at that death risk age anyway. The virus is fragile. These are just little tidbits. It's fragile. It doesn't live outside. UV light fractionates it, kills it, blows it apart. Ventilation in the wind blows it away. It is insanity to wear a mask outside. It is absolutely insanity. And that's, and that's science. That's science. There is not one study that has shown any super spreader event to have occurred outside. They have all been indoors with poor ventilation. Uh, next slide, please. All right. Biggest lost message on this entire pandemic is vitamin D. There is no such thing. And if I can give one message to all of you for every winter and autumn for the rest of your lives, there is no such thing as flu and cold season. There is only low vitamin D season. Next, please. Vitamin D, every cell in your body, every nucleus has a receptor for vitamin D on it. 2,000 genes in your body are controlled by vitamin D. 5% of your body's genome controlled by vitamin D. It is the master key to your immune system, the master key. Mm. If one has a level in mid-range, you cannot develop a cytokine storm. Data shows what kills people, cytokine storm. If you are in mid-level range, you will not die from COVID because you cannot get a cytokine storm. Next, please. All right, so we don't just have a viral pandemic. We have an international vitamin D deficiency pandemic, i.e. 70% of the world is immune suppressed. 70%, 70 to 80% of all Americans are immune suppressed because they are D deficient. 82 to 88% of nursing home patients are D deficient. Who's dying at the highest rate? Nursing home patients. 83% of African-Americans, 70% of Latinos, 72% of Native Americans, 47% of Caucasians are insufficient and 70% are, are, are deficient. And well, 47% are, are deficient, 70% of Caucasians are insufficient. 80% um, of all hospitalized patients are down when this video is over. 96% of people in the ICU are vitamin D deficient. If you are D deficient, you are immune suppressed, you are susceptible to the common cold, the flu, coronavirus of any sort, bacterial pneumonia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The best mask of all is a healthy immune system. And a healthy immune system does not occur. Uh, next slide, please. If you, if you don't have D in normal range. Well, how do we get D? Sunshine. You know, we synthesize it through our skin. Um, above the 35th parallel in the world or below the 35th parallel for four to five months of the year, you cannot synthesize vitamin D through your skin. The older you get, the harder it becomes as well. Vitamin D is critical. Every Idahoan, if you do not supplement, you are vitamin D deficient. You are immune suppressed in the fall and the winter. Next slide, please. So here's a good map of the 35th parallel. Anybody above that line is vitamin D deficient all winter long. Like, please. So <laughs> you can run outside naked thinking you're getting sunshine from October through March, like this fine gentleman here in the snow. And the amount of vitamin D you will synthesize from October through March outdoors running naked in your tutu is zero. Northern tiered states go summer. Only a couple hours a day we can get into that. Cut out the processed foods, cut out the carbohydrates. So it's insanity to have the government in bed with a private company vending a product that they want to give to everybody. And so when they look at the potential, quote, therapeutics, hydroxychloroquine, I'm not going to talk about because pretty dollars a pop. What are our hospitals?
the NIH, what did they do? For reasons I already, there is blood on the hands of bureaucrats in Washington who have suppressed this life-saving medication. Trials have shown benefit. We are injecting people with a synthetic sequence of nucleic acid. We have never done this on a large scale in human history. mRNA trials in animals have led to odd cancers. mRNA trials on mammals have led to autoimmune diseases, not right away, six, nine, 12 months later. So this is what we're doing right now are not approved vaccines. And so everybody, how do you create demand? You create scarcity. Oh gosh, then we can't get a shot, we can't get a shot. Well, it's a beautiful marketing ploy to be able to say, gosh, there, there's a low supply, so everybody wants it now. Well, everybody may want it, but the long-term safety data is not there. 50% of healthcare providers are absolutely not getting this injection. And that's the reason we don't trust the data. The Fox guarded the hen house. The companies did their own data. There were no independent observer groups looking at the data. You know, do the shots decrease severity of disease and hospitalization? Well, they seem to be, but they don't fall under the definition of creating pure immunity and preventing transmission. If you're immune after an injection, why in the world would you still have to mask and social distance? That is an admission that they don't know that it's a vaccine. And that's an absurdity. Um, there's no long-term proven safety. My biggest concern, um, honestly, is, next slide, please, just, is antibody-dependent enhancement reaction. You get a shot, you're fine. Look, it's preventing this, preventing that. With, I'm not anti-vax, not tinfoil hat. I've had lots of vaccines. My kids have had vaccines, that's fine. But if you get a coronavirus shot, historically SARS, MERS, animal coronaviruses, you get a shot, when you're exposed to a wild type variant of the virus, six, nine, 12 months later, the immune system can go haywire. In the SARS vaccine trials, in the ferrets and the monkeys, 100%, 100% of the animals when exposed to wild type virus ended up with immune reaction. I am sorry, I'm probably going too long, aren't I? Okay, so I just wanted to show y'all that real quick. I have a year supply of vitamin D3 for $20. That's all it costs to get wow. vitamin D. This is the most important thing that you need for your immune system. You hear mine? You hear my bottle shaking? <laughs> I take, I take, I, I take, I take 10,000 IUs a day. Now, now let me explain to you how, how the game went. All right. Now, okay, now what's it now before I made comments uh, about boosting your immune system, right? Mm -hmm. So whoever listening who wants to, oh, well, you know what you're talking about, you're not a doctor. Well, the doctor just parroted what I said. All right. So I'm, I must know a little something. So when I do it, when I, when I say what I'm about to say, give me the benefit of the doubt that I know a little something about this too. Okay. As African Americans, or, or, or as people of color, black people, right? Remember, if you heard close in the video when he was talking, when he gave like diff different ethnic groups and their level of vitamin D deficiency, we were the top of it. We were 80% vitamin D deficient, right? Mm -hmm. Those coming in the hospital being tested during this pandemic, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, here's why. And here's why, listen, my black people, this is why it's important that you got to take vitamin D, okay? And I would I was gonna get into this a couple of months or a couple about a month or so ago, but I was cut off. So I just, yeah, you know I mean, I just shut down. Yeah. But 
you know, we as black people, we 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 pride our melanin as we should. We 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 you know we 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 flaunt not flaunt. We're proud of the fact that our melanin gives us protection from the sun. Okay, which it does. But the downside is because of melanin, it 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 it, it inhibits us. Or, or let me see. We don't absorb vitamin D. The darker you are, the harder it is for you to absorb vitamin D mm-hmm. through your melanin. So mm-hmm. that that's that's the downside to our melanated skin. So, the, so especially the darker you are, the less vitamin D you absorb. So mm-hmm. back in the day, it wasn't that bad because hell, we was outside all the time. Okay, now drop this. Now, drop the pandemic on us. When you got black people who who don't know, even if you do get ample amount of sun, you still need to take took your vitamin D. So you get, you got a population of black people who aren't taking vitamin D to begin with, and were mm-hmm. basically inside for three or four months. Mm-hmm. How, how do you think that's going to work out? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's like you can say what you will. I take colloidal silver every day. I take vitamin D every day. I take vitamin C every day. I take curcumin every day. I take turmeric every day. And I take garlic every day. Mm-hmm. Also, can I say should we should take our superfoods, things like pomegranate, um, watermelon, you know, um, oranges, anything to do with superfoods, yeah, super vitamins, because yeah. it is kind of better for you to take the natural pomegranate than taking a vitamin. So I've always preferred to take the natural, you know, pineapple. That's another thing that's so good for us. I um, love pineapple. Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It keeps, you know, it keeps you healthy, you know. And, but uh, um, also I wanted to add as well, a friend of mine, her daughter who was pregnant, her midwife recommended that she get the vaccine, a young 23-year-old girl. She -hmm. went and got it done. About a week later, she lost the baby, and the baby was born with Down syndrome. Before then, she had a healthy pregnancy. So they're trying to vaccinate um, pregnant women as well. Another thing as well, um, I was going to say, oh, I forgot it now. See, my brain's all over the place. I forgot, sorry. (laughs) You know, Terry, to show you how, how much things have changed, like in this country, they vaccinate children for chickenpox, right? When I was little, you know what happened if 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 uh if if you got the chickenpox, you got passed around like candy to the to, to the neighbors, to your relatives. You know, they I, I guess now they looking looking back, I didn't know because I was a kid, but they call them they call them chicken pot party. They purposely got you know what I'm saying, so they would get it. You know, and, and and that's because we've always dealt with viruses and shit like that by herd immunity. Now, there's certain things, yeah, like smallpox, uh, uh, things like that. Yeah, I get it. But like, like we're getting vaccinated for chickenpox now. When I was yeah. a kid, like I said, you'll be given you you go spending weekend with your cousin just so they could get it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and when I got the chickenpox, it was. It was perfect because it was a, it was a, it was at the end of the school year, like like the beginning of the summer. So for about two weeks, I'm going over somebody different different house every day, so they, we could just get it over with during the summer. 
your parents thought like that, so they wouldn't miss any school. I, you know, and it was just not blase fair, but you know what I'm saying? It's it was we were still thinking more holistically. Yeah, definitely. I you think know, I didn't get chicken pox until I was about 38. I think it was changed into shingles or something, but thank God I was all right. But yeah, I didn't yeah, get I've chicken had, pox. I've had child. shingles, yeah. Yeah, it messed what up you my guys face, think? my lungs, everything. What do you guys think about what he said about the long-term effects? Because he said um, two things that I want to point out. He said, number one, in animals, when they gave them mRNA vaccine, they developed cancer and autoimmune disorders six to nine months later. And also um, later on, like six to nine months later, if they get exposed to, like in the UK, they have a mutation. In India, they have a mutation. In Brazil, they have a mutation. So if they get exposed to a mutation, let's say six months from now, their immune system goes haywire. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, it will take them out. And that's exactly what um, they've done. You know, because it doesn't protect you from catching it. You can still catch it. People are getting vaccinated and still dying from corona. So what is the point? It just does not make sense. If you were guaranteed that, yeah, you'd be immune from it, then you most people would probably take it. And now, what did I... Sorry, sorry, Pete, carry on. Uh, actually, what that shows is, hell, what I've been... What, what people say all along. Okay, the, the animals that were haywire eight, nine months later... All that meant was at the time of the injection, the people, you know what I'm saying, this people, vaccines are RNA-based, okay? So what RNA does is it fools the DNA, embeds itself in the in your DNA, and makes the DNA think it's part of the DNA. And it, it sits until something triggers or activates it. So quite simply, nine months later, something was introduced, whether it be frequency uh, uh, chemical something activated that quote unquote dormant RNA That's that had right. embedded itself in those animals' DNA. Nanoparticles, yeah. And it just simply reacted to the activation of the, of the RNA. You know, it, it, it's simple. Mm -hmm. Shaquille, what was the other point you made? Because everything he said, that doctor, I totally agreed with. And I've heard stuff like that. <laughs> on the underground group. So there was something else you said he said that was important. I can't um, remember. Yeah. It was very good. He was talking about um, ivermectin. So ivermectin is a is on the list of essential medicines right. for the FDA, but the, the government is not recommending it and they're not letting people know that ivermectin can be used for all types of viruses and bacteria. And what makes ivermectin special is that it's not, it's not an antiviral in that traditional sense, it's an immune modulator. Right. So if your immune system is like doing too much, which it's happens, it's oh. going to bring you oh. back down and balance you out within eight hours. Yeah. If you're having a COVID reaction or an allergic reaction or whatever type of infection that you have, nurses nurses are taking it, and within eight hours, it, it completely balances all of your immune system out, and it's right. on the list of essential medicines, but the FDA continues to recommend vaccination and, and yeah. all that stuff. And they also reckon um, on the underground group that I was telling you about of all the lawyers, and they're predominantly Europeans, but they were saying that if you get the COVID and you've had all three shots, you become a carrier. 
So basically me that's not vaccinated, if I'm around someone that's um, vaccinated, they could give me corona because they're saying they're putting corona in them. I don't know mm. if that's true because that does sound a little bit far-fetched, but it, it, I don't know if it's to bring fear or whatever, but I just thought, oh, my God, you know? Well, and, and here's the thing, too. Like, I heard it out of his old mouth, that South, that South uh, person, out of his own mouth said that, by and large, the majority of people who are infected with COVID will show little to no symptoms. He said, exactly. he broke it down like this. He's like 50, 50, 55% will show little to no symptoms. Like 20% will have like minor cold symptoms. Uh, another 20 will have like severe, like, like, like pneumonia type symptoms. Yeah. Like 3% will be hospitalized and 1% will die. And, and right. And, and when and when the see here the way things are reported, it's just the way they report it. It's all in the wording. Yes, it's reported every new cases, new cases, 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 cases. The cases doesn't equal deaths. That's right. And people globally, recover. They're not telling globally, you the people that recover. Globally, it's it's a ninety nine percent. Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give three. I'll give you two percent. It's a 97 to 99 cent recovery rate. You never hear the word recovery in, in, in all this. They never say word recovery rate. Mm -hmm. Because if they do, it would put it in the proper perspective. I'm just saying. Yeah, and like in this, country, yeah. in this country, the, the two main categories of people that have died have, have been the elderly, as that man said. Yeah. Which I said earlier, and I'm glad yep. that that this man with so many credentials I can't name said it. But in this country, the elderly and the obese with un or the, the the obese or any other people with underlying health issues which tend to be the obese, and most of the people that that not even I know, but through six degrees of separation, like people that I know that that someone has died. I mean, I gotta be honest. They've all been, the majority have been, either or obese or obese. Same with the people that I know that died. They had underlying so issues. It's like that's the uh, funny. I don't mean to be but the elephant in the room in this country is our weight problem. Period. And this is gonna make us look at it one way or another. We need to drop some pounds in the United States. We're the heaviest country in the world. That's where we lead the world in, in is obesity. No, but I think they design America to be like that. Because, I mean, most people that live out of America, like you kind of look at America like it's kind of futuristic. I know probably when you live there, you've got the two, you've got the rich and the poor. But us that live out of the US, you know, you guys have the nicest cars, the more doctors, you know, Vegas, more, more land. So I mm -hmm. think we kind of look up to the Americans. You know, obviously we know there's ghettos and shootings and whatever, but we, especially as the black Americans, we see there's more doctors, more teachers. You know, you guys kind of make it more, more black judges in England. I can't, I think there's about two in a whole of the UK. You know what I mean? Or they're Asian. It's very hard. There's a lot of racism where black people cannot make it they will find a way that you cannot make it. Do you know what right. I mean? 
with no, underlying no, racism. I, I, I think I might, you know, have maybe a solution yet. Like, What's in your mean? opinion, um, do the, um, in terms of, like, just overt ra- racism, and, and let me break down the word racism, because I hear that word racism a lot, and a lot of people use that word when it really doesn't uh, apply. By definition, what racism is, is a person with a prejudice who is in a position to cause um, social economic to another person. That makes them a racist. If, they, if, if, if you can't affect anybody, you're just prejudiced. But I digress. So in your opinion, do you find in the UK the racism that black is there is harder than the racism that black face here. Yeah, definitely. You know, you, you, you think it's tougher for us here? Well, from the outside, it does look like it because it seems like you get more police shootings. I don't really, I mean, back in the day, they used to say there'll be a lot of hangings and Ku Klux Klan. We don't really see much of that, but I think. Over here, they're really pushing the police, you know, brutality right. so, and that sort of thing. Like the girl getting shot the other day and the other woman, so, you know, where well, we so, don't have guns. Right. So, so people, therein lies the explanation. Like, a lot of times when, when you have it easier, just in life, period, there's a result from it. And you know, there's, you know, different expressions. Pressure, but, but uh, uh, you know, uh, iron makes steel and all that type shit. You know, sometimes when you, when you, oh, when you have it bad, yeah, it, it 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 gives you a inward drive that you wouldn't have. You know, like you can apply to um, uh, sports, uh, uh, English football. You know, what I mean, take Manchester United. Yeah, if, <laughs> Man you. If, you know, or Chelsea, whoever, you know, if if they didn't dedicate themselves and and put themselves in difficult situations, you know, and and, and you think about it, a lot of them may have came from, you know, poor situations, see what I'm saying? Or, or, Or just period. Like, sometimes skill isn't just enough. You have to have something to push you. Yeah, you know what I mean to to and it could be another team. But if you don't have that competition, you know, like you really don't know. No, uh, but uh Europe, sorry to cut you and P, but mm-hmm. Europe is very racist. Don't think it's easy. Oh no, 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 no. Very I, racist I, no. Yeah. I was I was strictly speaking of the UK. Oh I, I wasn't okay, talking yeah. about anywhere else. Like Germany. I know that's a whole different ball game like yeah say like if i go for a job interview and a european goes for a job so the black people kind of tend to go to certain jobs where you know you're going to get it but i've always think thought out of the box and if they tell me i can't work in a certain place i'm going to go and work there with them you know hey so i got a question for you guys have you guys ever um heard of the mutant and in x-men or the marvel comics yes yeah Okay, great. So I'm gonna play a short clip and then I'm gonna I'm gonna build on that before I wrap it up. One yes, second. please. Oh, I'm loving this live. Hi, I am Sonal Mirotra Kapoor. 
Now, over the past few months, we on FII have tried to keep you updated with the latest COVID studies, trends, vaccines, symptoms. And in that endeavor, we bring to you today what could possibly be the next big challenge for India. Yes, I know we are in the middle of a massive second wave already, a second wave which has been triggered by a dangerous double mutation. And I'm already talking about the next challenge. The sad news at the moment is that some parts of the country have now got traces of a triple mutation. And in order to beat it, we need as much information on this as possible. This explainer now has some of the details about India's triple mutation. Some basics first. What is a mutation? Well, viruses keep changing and their structure, also known as mutation, keeps changing. In fact, some viruses spread and the more they spread, the more they mutate. While most of these mutations are harmless, some of them can trigger changes in spike protein and thus a matter of concern. Like the India double mutation is a cause of concern and now more and more evidence saying that it is likely to be something that has triggered this massive second wave in the country. And while we are still struggling with that emerges the triple mutation. What is the triple mutation? Well, simply put, it refers to variants which have three different strains that have combined together to form a new variant. The mutations may lead to variant either being more potent or less potent. In fact, when it comes to mutations, there are three things that really matter. One, how infectious is it? Second, how deadly is it? And third, is it resistant to antibodies, meaning Will vaccines work against these mutations? So far, there are no clear answers, really. And that's the sad part when it comes to these pertinent questions, because India simply does not genome sequence enough to prepare a database. But two out of these three mutations in this variant are known to confer immune escape, making this not work against either acquired antibodies or the vaccine antibody. All right, so I'm about to show you the mutant, okay, real quick. This is this came out, I think, less than a year ago. What's the last thing you remember, Daddy? He said we had to run. The reason you survived is because you're a very uncommon girl. You're not alone. Not anymore. Do you know what mutants are? Would anyone like to share their first time? Rain? I was 13. I thought it was a dream. I just lost control. Sam? I started panicking people got hurt roberto my girlfriend had burned her Liliana? i killed 18 men one by one this isn't a hospital it's a cage it's important we find out your power so we can help you get better. I saw something. I don't 
Who's there? We can get out of this together. Okay, so I just wanted to let me come back on screen. So I just wanted to um, talk to you guys just briefly because I got an interview after this. But um, the mutants, uh, the oh. X Men, the X Men have a um, a bunch of different mutants, and now this movie, this series came out, and basically they were in a hospital, and they were claiming that they were there to help them. But you remember what she said? She said, this is not a hospital, this is a cage. And they were trying to figure out her powers and they had her handcuffed to the hospital bed. They wouldn't let them out. So what do you guys think about that? Any reaction to that? Was it interesting? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, there's another film in America, it's come out I think in the early 90s called Contagious. And it actually, I think the disease is called C19 and that Contagious, that talks about a deadly virus that's going to wipe us all out and we all have to get vaccinated. But they actually talk about different strains, very similar to that X-Men thing. And if you notice, a lot of these movies have been telling us the truth hidden in plain sight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. telling you, isn't it? The X-Men are telling you, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll, I know you got to wrap it up. I'll just make this comment. You know, I often say, Shakimura, I like, you know, my main like beef is people speak, especially on your platform, in absolutes. And there is so much that you have to take into consideration that people don't even think of. Like, for instance, the impact of different celestial alignments on us and, and, and our actual physiology. You know, we, there's a there's there's a book called the uh, the electric universe, which is an excellent freaking book but yeah. anyway um, so um basically what i'm saying is is like there in terms of mutants and mutations like look straight the two planets that you need to always watch their position is jupiter and saturn because they're they're the two largest planets in the system in our, our solar system and their alignment along with the sun and and and, and the earth does shit all right, certain frequencies are, are 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 being transmitted. So, and if anybody think I was crazy in a in a in a hypothetical world where you could just drive planets around like cars and shit, so somebody just hypothetically took uh, Mars and just start driving took toward it. If I'm crazy, you think I'm crazy? Watch what happens when that planet gets at, at a certain uh, range and those. Plasma discharges start taking place between the planets. Yeah, you know, because we're linked. All right. And we're affected by shit. And for everybody who thinks they, they know everything, right? Like I said, these vaccines embed themselves in your DNA, and all they need is something to wake them up. Mm -hmm. It could be frequency, it could be chemical, it could be celestial alignment. So Hey, that's all I got, bro. So, hey, man, I appreciate you as always, bro. So I, I was able to eat and talk at the same time. So <laughs> I, I appreciate you and the life to the fullest. 
I always like to talk to people from other countries. You know, I like to talk to anybody. But, you know, the more that I know about other people, the more people I can talk to. Yeah, definitely. I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. And and you shouldn't be a stranger because, you know, it's always good to have an outside the U.S. perspective on things. Thank you. That was so sweet. All right. Well, you women, you have a good night. It's like, what, 6, 7 o'clock there? No, 5.30. Okay, well, yeah. uh, it's, it's probably after tea time, so yeah. you can <laughs> enjoy your supper. And, uh, hey, Shaquem, bro, good looking, bro. I appreciate you, man. I'm going to be out, okay? Okay. Bye, P. Bye. Okay, bye. Shaquem? Yeah. Because I don't know how to type on the chat and talk. Can I just say hello to Vera Hatcher and um, keeping it plain and anybody else that said hello? Sorry, I don't know how to type, but hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally enjoyed that. I really enjoy your um, Corona stuff and the conspiracy stuff. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah. We got to do more. We got to cover this every day. Definitely. Really... I'll, I'll be coming back on more. I really, really enjoyed it, Shaquem. Thank you very much. Hey, you're welcome. And enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you so much for stopping by the Shock and Raw podcast. Thank, thank you. you. And I'll speak to you soon. Take care, guys. Bye, everyone in the chat. Bye. All right. Peace out, everybody. I got to go do an interview on um, Binary Code's channel. So I'm about to go get ready for that. So stay tuned. Go head over to Binary Code's channel after this. And if you if you want to join my Discord, um, ask me about that because I have a Discord group and I have a Facebook group and I can definitely get you in there if you want that information. Okay, so I'll see you guys in a minute. Peace.